The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back as we finish out the week together on this Friday morning. Uh, I will start by apologizing for yesterday. Uh, my schedule totally changed up from what I was planning and it uh, just didn't work out that I was able to get this together and I apologize for that uh, mishap, but uh, we'll plan to try and plan ahead further next time. But we're glad you're with us on this Friday as we finish out the week together. We've been in the book of Philippians and we've been going uh, through the same theme that most people look at Philippians and that is the idea of joy. And we talked the first chapter through the idea of what Warren Reesby stated, some of the joy robbers that can come and how Philippians helps us to see how overcome them and circumstances we saw in chapter one, chapter two, sometimes people, and again, people learn themselves aren't bad. It, it's how we respond to them and people. And uh, so we're going to look a little bit of that today. And I think the one thing we've seen, I hope you catch this, is joy is not circumstantial. Joy, it's not like happiness where if everything's great, I'm really happy. I can be struggling and still have joy because in the midst of the struggle, I have God in the midst of all of this. And so the other thing I look at is our many times our joy and circumstances can be in our own minds, can be in our own hearts, how we approach certain things. Things, you know, one person can look at a circumstance and act differently than someone else because of their perception. And if our eyes are on Jesus, there's an extra level of joy. Um, and so that's one of the things we hope to push here. Really, a lot of it is your view to Jesus and your trust in him as we look at this. But today we're going to look a little bit at the heart, uh, I would say generally of a pastor, but really of a minister. When I say the term minister, we, we talk about like what I would do professionally or uh, vocationally. This is what we're paid to do. We've gone to training to be able to do this. Uh, but I want to go broader than that, in that term, because I believe that in some aspect, everybody in church should be engaged in striving to minister to someone else. I mean, our goal is to be ministered to, and then to minister to others. That should be our desire. That should be our heartbeat. Uh, and so as we grow, we strive to find a way to reach out and impact others. Uh, and so you'll see a little bit of that heart. Now, obviously, this is an apostle who has started a church and is not able to be there, and he's hearing some things that are a bit overwhelming, and so he's writing this letter to the Church of Philippi to encourage. So you get an idea of the heart of the pastor, and it's truly that is the heart. Uh, and hopefully you'll see a little bit of the heart of anybody who is striving to minister and, and the impact that they can have. Let's, just, let's look at these script, uh, verses real quick. Uh, Philippians 2, verse 19, Paul says this, But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timotheus shortly to you, that I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state, for all seek their own, not the things which are of Jesus Christ's. But ye know the proof of him, that as a son with the Father he hath served with me in the gospel. Him therefore I hope to send presently, so soon as I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself may come shortly. So what we see here is Paul, as you know, has been writing this letter to the Church of Philippi, and he's he's wanting to know the state. He wants to know how they're doing. He, there's always this nervousness. He plants this church, and now he's in, in a place where he can do nothing to come back and minister. And the fear is, will uh, deception, will, will, will Satan and all these things dissolve this church? And 
cause grief. And, and you know the history. Churches come and churches go sometimes. And a lot of it, the people say, well, it's the pastor, it's this. Well, really, it's not. It's the heart of the church. It's the health of the body of the church itself. And Paul understands that. And he's saying, I, I want to know your state. I want to know how we can help strengthen you. And so he says, I trust to be able to say, and we know him as Timothy. He uses Timotheus, but it's Timothy. This is the same man. When Paul wrote the book, we see First and Second Timothy. Uh, Paul wrote letters to him. He had become a pastor, and he was off the missionary trail now was pastoring. And uh, so Paul was writing letters to him. He was a young man. And in that, we know Paul told us, or wrote one of the sections, you know, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example. So we know that Timothy was younger than many, and so he was receiving some kickback from people in the church who felt like because of their age, they knew more than Timothy. Very typical in the Middle Eastern culture, especially in those days. Um, so uh, Timothy, we see that writing. So Paul says, I've been training this man. I'm going to send him to you, hopefully. So he's got this idea of wanting to encourage this church and send somebody. And, and, and there's just, just this heart uh, to want to help. And, you know, and we understand that as a pastor, our desire is really so much we can do. Our, our job, primary job is to be in prayer, be in the Word of God so that we can be able to equip and teach and, and, and spread that. That our desire, though, as we see, like he's sending Timothy, our desire is that we we're able to replicate who we are. We, we, there's only so much one person can do. And our desire is to be able to see others grab that mantle and grow with it. Some, yeah, some would go to the point where one day they'd train and become a pastor themselves. Others would be, they would grab a hold of just parts of the ministry and say, this is what God's called me to do and equip me. Let me help make it better. That's the ultimate desire. It's replication. It's, it's creating disciples. That is the whole premise of the church, that people come, they get saved, uh, they're discipled, and then they turn around and do the same thing. That is the ultimate plan and purpose of God's church. And so God is doing this, and he's hoping he sent Timothy. He says, I need you to go look so I can say it. But let me tell you something um, that it, we can see in verse 20 that shares a little bit of Paul's heart. And I hope we can understand that unfortunately sometimes can happen in the church. He says in verse 20, For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state, for all seek their own, not the things which are of Jesus Christ. Now, uh, which are Jesus Christ. I keep saying of, but that's actually not in there. It's, which are Jesus Christ. So here's the thing. He goes, I don't, I don't know of anyone else outside of Timothy that I can send that actually will care for you. They'll go. Here's, here's the problem. He goes, I will send them and they will be consumed with what they can get. Maybe they don't want to go. They're really more concerned with what they can get and how maybe they can gain power or influence. He goes, they're more concerned with themselves than they are with the care of the church. And that's the thing. He goes, when I send somebody, it's sacrificial. You know, we're going to talk about Epaphroditus later and the great sacrifice he had in love for ministry. It's not a selfish thing. And, he, and he's right. You know, remember, he started this chapter, this thought of this letter, with the idea of let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. Excuse me, but in loneliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. And so that theme is still rolling through. And he says, see, here's the problem. I'm telling you to do this. And I'm telling you that I, I just, I'm having a hard time finding somebody who would view the ability to serve you in the way that God desires. There's just too much self-centeredness in this. And that's a natural tendency for us. But can I challenge you? Just because it's true that we still have the flesh and the natural tendency is to gain our own doesn't make it right. There's a lot of things that our old man, the flesh, that part of us that we never got rid of at salvation, we gained the spirit, but we didn't lose that old man. Just because we think it's okay or just because we want to do it doesn't make it right. There's a lot of things in our sinful nature we want to do that are just flat out sinful. I've heard people say, well, it feels good and I like to do it, then what's wrong with it? Well, there could be a lot 
wrong with it. Just because it make me feel good or I want to do it does not mean, as a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in Jeremiah, the heart of man is desperately wicked. So don't get this idea that if it feels good or if it makes me comfortable, it's right. As a matter of fact, it may be 100% wrong. Uh, so we have to look at that, and it really, we, we're looking at this heart. Let me challenge us in this area. Um, not necessarily, you know, we can see there's a negative to this, as we talked about. Let me just challenge what we should be. May we all have a desire that it's not about what I can get, and it's not even about the people that maybe I serve. Well, I, I'll serve those people, and they'll love me. That's still self-centered. If we look at this as, uh, many of you use the phrase, the audience of one, and we say, Lord, how can I be used of you in this? Yes, Lord, Lord willing, you will help me to influence you know, the kids that I serve or the teens that I serve or other people around me that I can minister to or my neighbors or the lost or whatever it would be that I get a chance to reach out to. That's, my ultimate, that, that's what hopefully you'll do from it. But I minister to you. I love you. I serve you. And then you will use that. That mindset's different because if I'm only serving God, I'm not concerned what other people do, good or bad. And that's ultimately the heart we should do. And again, I know that there is a level in the uh, professional vocation world where that's my job. But one of my jobs, too, is to also encourage that all of us engage in this. Why? Because God, that's what God's plan is. God's plan. I, I heard this preacher say this the other day. He was talking about outreach. But it really goes into outreach and, and uh, discipleship and everything. He goes, when witnessing, there's always three things that are necessary that God uses in witnessing and mentoring. Is obviously, number one, the Bible. Absolutely. He said, number two, the Holy Spirit. Those two things are absolutely necessary. He goes, number three, you, me, us. Those three things are necessary in reaching people with the lost, mentoring them, and developing more. We need the Bible because it's the source of truth. We need the Holy Spirit to guide us, but we need to be willing to do it. So all of us can. So I'm nervous. I, listen, everybody's going to be different, and you're going to start in one place and continue to grow. But just embrace where you are and allow God to use you where you are in your good or bad circumstances. That's where we find joy because I'm no longer consumed by my circumstances or even other people. I'm consumed by my purpose. And when I'm consumed consumed by my purpose. Well, it gets me up, it gets me going, and I'm not overwhelmed by everything else because my purpose is greater than these things. May we have a, a passionate purpose to serve our God and then our life would be used of Him. And I hope that's your desire today. Thanks again for joining us today, giving me a chance to uh, be part of your day. Thank you again for joining us, even though we missed yesterday. Uh, we're coming up to the weekend. Hope you have a great couple of days. We'll be back here on Monday and hope we can continue to be encouragement to you then. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again on Monday.